0: Thanks for tuning in to the Equip Podcast. My name is Jeff Christ. I'm the lead pastor of Gateway Assembly. We're so excited to bring you some leadership principles and practices to equip you in your calling. We believe that you can do what God has called you to do. So let's get right into it. It is so awesome to have my good friend, Pastor Brad Trask here. I tell you, we go back a long, long way. We have known each other pretty much all our lives, and it has been a joy just our families connecting all through the years, and maybe have been over uh, uh, eating tacos growing up and all kinds of things. It's been a, a blessing. But uh, Brad and his wife, Rhonda, they have pioneered a church in Brighton, incredible church. They've been there 29 years, and I'll never forget uh, I went back in the day when I was doing some graphic arts. You helped us out, man. I helped you out, yeah, doing your first Bolt, and I yeah, think it was, newsletter, yeah. things like that. That goes back a long, long time ago. But he has raised up an incredible church there, him and Rhonda. But we're going to get into a passion of his. He loves to preach. He loves to uh, under, or to teach others even the, uh, the understanding of what preaching is should be and what preaching is all about. But before we go there, we just want to hear from you. Uh, Please, we are always looking for suggestions. Uh, Throw them at the comments below, or maybe email us at equip at uh, gwafamily.com, and we always love to hear from you. Pastor Brad, as we get into this, your passion for preaching.
1: I love to preach God's word.
0: Tell us, why are you so passionate about this?
1: You know, uh, Jeff, for the most part, um, I'm passionate about preaching because as a church planter, I had nothing else to offer. Uh, I didn't have children's ministry, youth ministry. Uh, When Ron and I went to Brighton 29 years ago, they just kind of parachuted us in, said, you know what? If you feel like God's sending you there, go there, but we don't have any money to help you, and, and God provided, I'm thankful for that. Right. But we had nothing to offer except prayerfully that we would have a word from God to be able to speak to people. And I would say, um, for the most part, the church has been pioneered upon uh, the preaching of God's word, line upon line, precept upon mm. precept. and. I just believe for church planters, it's a great way to build a a church is through the ministry and the preaching of God's word. Amen. Yeah. um, It's just, it's fun. It's a craft, I think, in our lives. And um, I just look back and I just see how God has just helped us over the course of those 29 years. You know it here, 25 Mm -hmm. years plus at uh, gateway where it's line upon line and just speaking the word into people's lives and then seeing God add to the church through the ministry of word.
0: You know, one thing about preaching uh, all of a sudden I'll never forget when I went from being a staff pastor to a senior pastor, I'm like, yeah, I got to do this every Sunday. (laughs) I got to have a fresh word every Sunday. Yeah. So, um, talk about how it can become frustrating for pastors.
1: What you you touched on, Jeff, I think is great. Um, I I have a good buddy of mine. About 10 years, he came to me, and he had been pastoring, lead pastoring for about a year and a half. Uh, He preached for me on Sunday night. We went out to breakfast on Sunday or Monday morning, and he said, you know, Brad, help me. Here's what happens. I preach on Sunday morning and night and by the time I get done preaching on Sunday night, I'm already starting to stress about what I'm gonna preach on next Sunday. Right. And that is just a, a heavy burden to oh, it carry, is. you know, what, where you're stressing about where your next message is gonna come from. And so I, I really challenge people. What I said to him that day, um, I said, Here, here's what I would recommend that you become a series preacher and whether it's a book of the Bible Mm -hmm. or whether it's a theme, you know, what the I am statements from the book of John from uh, Christ or something about uh, you know, the Lord is, is allowing us to be a house under construction and you talk about family themes and and husband and wife relationships, whatever it might be. But uh, series, is really the way that I've gone and I try and encourage people it seems to take the stress mm-hmm. out of preparation because you know where you're going mm-hmm. at least it doesn't mean you have it totally drilled down or dialed down for the next week but when you come into the church Monday or Tuesday whatever your schedule permits you at least know where you're going the next week WA Chriswell Um, I'll, I'll talk about it probably in a little bit with you, but this great 50 year pastor at first Baptist of Dallas, Texas, he said, the key to long-term pastoring is expository preaching and the idea of preaching through series and on a thematic unit, I think is huge for people. And I just, so I try and encourage people to do that. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Um, what advice would you give someone that wants to develop different preaching skills? That's one of them, but
1: different yeah. preaching skills. You know, preaching is a, it's an amazing uh, uh, privilege. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's an awesome responsibility. You're rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, I would say, uh, Jeff, to not be afraid of... Um, of expanding your tent stakes or expanding your skill base. Um, in in our lives, I, I think to use many different methodologies, uh, different approaches to preaching. And whatever you're comfortable with, it seems, though, remember when we were growing up, everybody in our generation thought, you know, the guy to idolize is swagger. So they right. take their glasses off and kind of wave them around. And, yeah. and uh, that had issues. But, you know, just to be yourself, totally. I think, is huge. You yep. know what? You and I don't preach like our dads, but you know what? They were awesome men of God and are awesome men of God. You know, we don't preach. You don't preach like your brother. Jeff Mm -hmm. Christ has his own stylistic approach. Brad Trask does. And um, just to be comfortable in your own skin. Some Mm -hmm. of the greatest preachers that I've admired have been totally different than my uh, skill set and my model of uh, of what I'm comfortable in, but uh, just to appreciate those men and women that I uh, I I like to follow, and then um, to see and glean you know what uh, different aspects of each and every uh, methodology that's out there, and uh, and I think then to have some goals you know. Um, in your preaching John Lindell who's a friend of mine pastors a great church in uh, Ozark Missouri Mm -hmm. five different campuses probably this last Sunday they had 20,000 people in their uh, five different campuses John said to me we were talking about preaching a while ago and he said you know what Brad here's my goal five years from now I want to be preaching without notes he said I use notes right now and I thought that was brilliant To have kind of a goal to shoot for and to to apply uh, for his personal uh, growth and uh, application to the craft of preaching and uh, to build his acumen in preaching, I thought was a great goal. And I was like, Lord, help me to do that in a a greater fashion, to be less tied to my notes. Maybe I would say even uh, the skill, um, Jeff, uh, to narrow your message down. People's attention spans are shorter right. than when you and I were growing up. You know what, we heard all the stories about long-winded preachers, right? Mm-hmm. And 45, 50 minutes or an hour really was commonplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, now people, you know what, you need to be around 30 to 35 minutes. And um, there was a, a great homiletics teacher, the president of of uh, North Central, Gordon Anderson. He was my hom teacher, preaching teacher. And uh, what he would do for us in class, we were to prepare a 25 to 30 minute message. But one time a semester, we'd go in to give the message and he'd say, okay, Brad, or whoever was preaching that day, he said, your, your message is 25 to 30 minutes, narrow it down to three minutes. Now I'm gonna give you five minutes to prepare it and narrow it down. And you learn to be able to really succinctly summarize what was the idea that you wanted to target and what were the points, if you will. And I think just to be able to develop these skills um, to, to be more uh, adept and more comfortable in the pulpit is huge. And so uh, to answer your question, that's a long answer to a, a question, but to, to really continuously evaluate, it's mm-hmm. tough. That's good. But um, very, you know, every few weeks, if not every week, you know what, watch yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do you like about your preaching? What do you say? You know what, I can't believe I use that word over and over and over again. And uh, there's things that I look at, I'm like, you know what, Brad, you gotta be better than that. And I've been at it like you for, for 40 years. Right. But you know, I still love the challenge, yeah. uh, Jeff, of, uh, of I'll never attain it, but it's like playing basketball you know what, you want a turnover-free game and you want to play a perfect game even though you don't play it. Uh, I, every time I go to the pulpit, I'm nervous because I know it's totally up to God. But I also um, want to try and shoot for, you know what, hey, can I exposit the word of God? Can I can I share my points in a succinct way? And uh, can I have an anointing at the same time? And so that's the beauty of preaching Every mm every sunday and wednesday it's 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 a different challenge
0: you know with media and we're online now everybody is uh, would you suggest to go back and watch yourself I think so. and also would you suggest to go to certain people to have them critique you
1: yeah i think to have people that you respect that'll shoot straight to you not just say hey boy right Jeff, that was a great word, and they say that every word, every time you ask them, or Brad, man, hey, I can't see anything that you need to improve on. Well, you and I know I need to improve, so, yeah. yeah. And so to have some people honestly speak into our lives Mm -hmm. and to say, you know what? Hey, uh, boy, I just don't know where you were going there, or it took you too long to get there. Uh, I think in the first couple of minutes, Of a message, maybe even the first thematic sentence, you need to be saying, hey, you know what, this is today's message is about. We're in this series on the promises of God. This is the promise we're covering. And so there's no ambiguity whatsoever about where you're going. Don't leave that out there because people are going to wonder. And if you don't hook them quickly, you can lose them fairly quickly. But I think that to look yourself over, Jeff, it, it, it takes some courage. Yep. And yet, uh, the only way to get better, I mean, that the athletes, mm-hmm. what do they do? Right. They're studying film all the time. Totally. They're looking over that. They're saying, Hey, you missed this pick in basketball. You met, you know what, uh, boy, you, you in baseball, you didn't lead off far enough to steal the base. You've got to critique yourself. And, um, uh, and in this day and age, you know what people are patient with you. and, uh, and, but you, we have the tools, the video mm-hmm. ability to be able to look. It's, it's a great privilege.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give and encourage some uh, pastors, preachers, uh, maybe some books to study or some other preachers to study?
1: Yeah. I, I would say um, that if you want to be a good preacher, Jeff, that, um, that you study other great preachers. And you study a wide variety. I challenge them to study from uh, different denominations. Uh, I would challenge you, uh, you and I and the boys, your sons have been talking about a evangelist you just had in Ted mm-hmm. Shuttlesworth and uh, study evangelists, study um, uh, men and women that uh, are more expository in fashion. Uh, one of my favorite preachers uh, he's recently passed away, but a man that greatly impacted my life, Pastor Jeff, is uh, the president of Evangel University for mm. 40 plus years, Robert Spence. Mm-hmm. Robert Spence never would raise his voice. He would never uh, swing a microphone. He would never uh, hoot and holler at all, but he would be almost very stoic. Mm. But can I tell you the, the power of preaching? and the privilege of preaching, I still remember the first message I ever heard him preach. He preached to a group of ministers in your hometown of Flint at a minister's institute of this the choice that Solomon made. He didn't choose uh, health or wealth or security from his enemies, he asked the Lord for a spirit of wisdom in a very, very concise, uh, matter-of-fact way. But I still remember that in a, uh, a, a in, and I say it respectfully, not a flamboyant way, but an anointed way. Mm. And then there's, my personality is uh, uh, a little bit more revved up than President Spence. But I, I want to see guys and uh, men and women that uh, deliver in different styles. And so um, I think you ought to study uh, old-time preachers, you know what the great thing about uh, studying Spurgeon back in the 1800s in London, Metropolitan Tabernacle. You can still study his sermons today. And uh, and then modern-day preachers, some that have recently passed away, like an Adrian Rogers at Bellevue Baptist. Uh, little for you and I as Pentecostals. The thing that I appreciate about the Southern Baptists is, you know what... Um, they, they just know how to exposit the word of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you and I as Pentecostals, we say, Lord, would you supercharge this a little <laughs> bit? And uh, so you can get the dynamic of both. But uh, I think to study great preachers mm-hmm. and then just, back to what i said feel comfortable in your old yep. skin don't don't try and be jeff chris don't try and be brad trash right. don't try and be john lindle but just be you mm-hmm. but take the strengths from these different men and women i i'm still uh, martha Tennyson, an evangelist i can mm-hmm. still see her jumping up and down i know turning around right oh, yeah. you, your dad turned me on to yep. have her preach at our church and she's become a a lifelong friend yep. and uh that uh, the impact that preachers made upon my life is incalculable. Mm. It's, it's just a matter of fact that I thank the Lord for.
0: I think you you hit it really strong about just be yourself. Be yourself. I struggled when I started um, almost 24 years ago here. Uh, I struggled with that. How long uh, did you
1: struggle with it for? Jack? um
0: I want to say I struggled probably a good five years, mm-hmm. maybe up to seven. Mm-hmm. My uh, I would come home and Tammy, my wife, would say, you act like you're yelling at everybody. <laughs> you act like you're mad at everybody. Yeah. I said, because I don't know who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're first, especially when you're first starting off, uh, maybe all you had, you know, I grew up just watching my dad all the yeah. time, you know, and, and again, back then, we didn't have the social media. We right. didn't have all the library full of uh, preachers we could watch. But that's the key. When I started to learn how to be myself. So how do you craft a sermon?
1: Yeah, Pastor Jeff, let me just say, you know what, uh, again, my... my uh, comfort zone is primarily an expository preaching. I think Chris Well was right. The the key, the only thing that's kind of kept me beyond being I know that I'm in God's will for 29 years was over the course of time, I haven't had to stress every week where I was going. So in an expository fashion, like I just say to these pastors out there, don't be afraid of that. Guys that I admire like a John Lindell, uh, that he he'll take 60 weeks on the book of matthew or in 55 right. weeks on the book of mark and i did that i'm getting ready this coming sunday to start from the gospel of john and then i'll have completed all four gospels through my uh, my ministry time there but the idea of expository preaching i think what it does too Uh, pastor jeff is when you expository preach you're going line upon line you're taking paragraphs at a time or even verses at a time it really heads off problems in a church that you don't have to try and fire hose uh, issues uh, or problems that you see in the culture or that you see might even be happening in your congregation or in america at the time if you preach line upon line, it's amazing how God, through the word, ministry of the word, will will really relieve issues within the church. In fact, I, I tell people, kind of our policy at the church is, we'll counsel with you, but we're asking you to be in church every time the doors are open for two months before we spend time counseling you because here's what happened people start coming to the church they want to hit and miss every other week but they haven't been taking in the word the word will solve problems the preaching of god's word in their life will solve problems and so we we really follow the idea of expository preaching Mm -hmm. and then we believe that that will will take care of issues in their life let me just hit one more idea uh before i talk about the craft with you um the idea that where i developed most slowly or Mm -hmm. the slowest in uh, i think most ministers do too and i didn't really even start to uh, learn this craft until i was older and that was the the element of application yeah. a lot of men and women they can do the historical background they can uh, they can even discern what did it mean then and they can uh, do the research but the missing element i think in a lot of people's preaching is bringing it from 2000 years ago Mm -hmm. to the bridge of how does this affect me how does it play in peoria because if you don't do that man it's just a lot of information Mm -hmm. it's a lot of good bible knowledge but good preaching is always making the leap hey how is it going to play out in your personal life how how do you live it out and and that was the slowest to develop for Brad Trask. Mm. And yet Christ was so key about that mm. in his, he was always telling stories. He was always making it relevant. And then he was applying it to their personal lives.
0: Why do you think it was the slowest?
1: Um, I, I think that it's the most difficult to do, quite honestly. I think to make it relevant for people's lives is is the bridge that isn't laid out in commentaries, in great part, it's not uh, laid out in uh, uh, Bible historical books. You've got to know your context. You've got to be in touch with what's happening in the culture, mm. and then you've got to you've got to apply it to make it relevant to people's mm. lives. You know, but Jesus was. Well, you look at the the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew uh, chapter six, verses twenty six through thirty three. Jesus talks in the most relevant manner that it was it was relevant 2,000 years ago and it's relevant today about how many times did he say do not worry do mm-hmm. not worry how to how to live a stress-free life for the cause of Jesus Christ what he's covered there we can apply to today but boy I was slow in developing that. Pastor Jeff, man, I would, I would give them the historical context. I would say, Here, here's what it is in the Greek, but this is what this word is. Can I tell you that? People don't care about that for the most part. I mean, they might, you know what, learn from it. But the fact of the matter is, how is this going to help me follow Christ and be a better disciple of Jesus is in the methodology of, uh, of application. And uh, boy, if, if I could give one word of counsel, to an aspiring preacher, Mm. as you're studying God's word, as you're looking at the text, continually say, Lord, help me to bridge that from the historical and the hermeneutic of what it means to how do I bring it to people today in a relevant manner. And so let me talk to you about craft, if I that was the Mm. question. You know, I try and use the acronym, I don't know whether I saw it from Rick Warren or, um, or uh, uh, John Lindell, but I try and remember the acronym CRAFT, that when you're, uh, when you're developing a message, I use the C, and I've, I've got two C's for, or two uh, uh, pictures for each one of the letters of CRAFT. The C in my mind is to collect and categorize. I want to continually be looking for messages um you know what in everyday life i want to look at construction workers i want to look at artists within the 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 secular world and be able to uh, think in a systematic way how can i apply this to today how how can we really apply what people are feeling collect and then categorize it you know what this is going to go here the See, collect and categorize. The The R is I'm always trying to research and reflect. I, I want to apply it to my life, and then I, I love to research. You know, what What did that mean there? And then reflect how can I apply it to my life, kind of the application mm-hmm. side. And I, I think um, the great thing, I heard a great man of God that you and I know, David Idarok. He's since gone to be with the Lord. But Dave Vitterrock, one time he said, the word of God is like an onion skin. You're Mm -hmm. continually peeling it back and you never run out of layers. It's the unsearchable riches of God that uh, you can always apply to your life. So you're researching, you're reflecting, you're collecting, you're categorizing. Then what I talked about before, the A is for you apply it and then you arrange it. You know, uh, you make the application. Okay, folks. When it all shakes out, here's how it's gonna affect you, living, and then you arrange it in a a systematic fashion. Mm -hmm. You know what, I'm asking you, because whenever we're reading the Word of God, the Word of God's reading us. And so I want people to uh, say, you know what, okay, here's how I can apply it to my life, and here's how I can let the Word of God change my life. You do it every Sunday, I try and do it every Sunday. Folks, when we all get down to the brass tacks, we want the word of God to do this. Great preacher, everybody. You could Google his name. And, um, and he just passed away, a great man of God that influenced my life. He just passed away over the past year, Charles Crabtree. He was a prince of preachers. And he said something to me years ago, Jeff, he said, when I get done writing out my sermon on Friday afternoon, I imagine across the table is a grouchy old man.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Interesting, isn't it? And he said, you know what? I push my manuscript across the table or across the desk to him. And I imagine him saying, so what? What? And if I can't answer that, so what? I'm not done with the message yet. Mm. I think that's a great litmus test yeah. for us in preaching. You know what, what's the, can I answer the so what, the application, C-R-A-F. I think the the F stands for the idea of fashion and flavor. The flavor being, you know what, the fashion being my style, your mm-hmm. style. Sure. The F also meaning the flavor. You know what? Put illustrations in there. Put uh, stories that you're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, people know you. When you share, uh, people don't want some ethereal uh, idea that's out there. And, man, pastor's just giving me a bunch of information, but he's not going through this. Right. The best messages you and I have ever preached are what? Right. Man, things that we were going through and were heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Can we apply it in a personal way? Can we... Um, can we prove it our point historically with history or a mm. uh, story but adding flavor to it i think is huge That's That uh, P- jesus was the quintessential storyteller mm-hmm. right it just he's always sharing the kingdom of god is like the mm-hmm. kingdom of god is like and uh, i think those flavor elements make you a a better preacher mm-hmm. and then the tea is the idea and it goes back to what I said before, In you can get so much information. You've got to trim it down and then tie it all together, the T. Trim it and tie it. Can you you make this applicable? Put it into a package. You know what I would say? um, I start out on Wednesday or Thursday, and I've got to trim out. I've got too much information for what can hold people's attention, but over the course of thursday friday and even saturday sometimes sunday morning right yeah (laughs) you know what you're trimming and you're saying x y z out can can i still convey the message and uh and live with it here Mm -hmm. and and i would say you know what if somebody else uh, was going to ask me what other tip uh would you give pastor jeff i would say in this day and age Make it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. Give, give one thing for people to hang on to. Like this past Sunday, this is the, this is the great privilege of pastoring long-term. I, had, I, I advertised last Sunday to our people, I'm going to preach on a subject that I've never preached on before in my 29 years. And there was on a in the Promises series, the Heritage Promise. And I taught from the life of Jacob how to be a godly grandparent. Mm. And you know what? You might think, well, oh, that was really... I had more compliments on that message of what Jacob said, what Jacob gave, what Jacob did for his grandsons, Ephraim and Manasseh, than uh, than just about any message I've wow. had. And, and I love that. God just dropped that in my heart, what it is to be a godly grandfather and so or God, grandparent. And so that was the idea. I'm good folks. I'm going to tell you today how to be a godly grandparent. And for those of you that aren't grandparents yet, you're Your parents someday, you hope to be a grandparent. Mm-hmm. And some of you singles, you may be a grandparent someday. So here's what the word of God said. It, it just, I love that about God's word mm-hmm. that we never exhaust it. What a privilege. I oh, mean, yeah. really to me uh, that I get to preach God's word, mm-hmm. uh, I just thank the Lord that uh, every Sunday I get to go to the pulpit and share and see people's lives changed through the Word of God. It is a privilege. It is.
0: Even though we're nervous and we're praying through before, it is a privilege.
1: You know, Jeff, when I was in junior high, Mm -hmm. there's a guy through COVID that Ed has started coming to the church, rededicated his life to the Lord. And Ed and I were reminiscing that when he and I were in junior high school together in Dearborn, that I took French class in ninth grade, because if you took French class, you didn't have to take speech class. Yeah. I was scared to death to preach to speak to people. And so that I took French, I know nothing of French, I know petite <laughs> uns, and I think it means small ones, whatever yeah. that means. But every time I go to the pulpit, yeah. I, I recognize it's God, and it's not me mm-hmm. and there's there's a strength in knowing how weak you are right and and the word says what you know it's through the foolishness of preaching something about it mm-hmm. as you stand there in this sanctuary and preach thus saith the lord it brings about life and eternal change right. that nothing else can and what a privilege it is that god would call people that are watching today to preach god's word what an awesome responsibility but what a great privilege
0: i got one up on you when i was in college i did take a speech class yeah at the end of my first speech the professor said do me a favor jeff if you ever graduate from this college don't tell nobody (laughs) you stunk
1: wow Man, how far did he miss it, man? That was a big miss. Well, and
0: then the funny thing is I was back at that same class a few years ago teaching a class. Isn't
1: that beautiful? And only God, right? <laughs> only o- God. Only God. Only God. In God. any of our lives, anything good comes yep. from Brad and Jeff and anybody's preaching. It's only the anointing of the Spirit.
0: Yeah, and it's okay to be nervous. Yeah. It, it is really beautiful. is because then you're trusting in the Lord and not your own talent. Absolutely.
1: Every Sunday, yep. you and I, we get up. We've talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Feel a pit in our stomach. Oh, Unless you blow wind yep. into the sails of our ship as we preach, yep. this thing's destined for a ruin. <laughs> and it uh, helps us to rely upon right. Him in a great way, doesn't it?
0: Could you do me a favor? Yeah. And could you pray over these pastors that are watching right now? Because I know there's so many of them. Yeah. That um, maybe some of them are struggling and just finding themselves. Yeah. Uh, who they are, um, and some of them are struggling with just. Being creative with series yeah. and so on and so on, and it's a it's a tough place to be. Maybe some are watching that they're just brand new to yeah. that church, yeah. and uh, maybe like myself, when I came here, I was being attacked. Yeah, you know, uh, where the devil attacks a pastor is through the preaching. I believe that. You know, people want to attack the preaching mm-hmm. and destroy that pastor, and so. Uh, A lot of different pastors and uh, men and women are uh, watching right now. So can you just pray over them right now? I'd love to, Pastor Christ.
1: Lord, I come before you today with Pastor Jeff Christ, and I thank you for the privilege of preaching. Lord, your word says it was through the foolishness of preaching. Not foolish preaching, but the foolishness of preaching. Men were going to come mm-hmm. to salvation. People were going to be delivered. Shackles were going to be broken. The, the, the downtrodden were going to be buoyed in their spirits. I pray for every man and woman that has been called to preach your word. Lord, I thank you that they're yielded to you today. Yes. Certainly. Lord, each and every one of them have a unique gifting and a unique style. Yes. And so, Lord, I'm asking for you to encourage their hearts. Let Amen. them feel comfortable in the way they were created and the way that you have placed them within the body, that they don't have to be anybody other than just themselves. Amen. I pray that they would be comfortable in their own skin, Lord. And, and I ask, Lord, that you develop the uh, uh, ability to rightly divide the word of truth, the word of God, and that you give them an anointing, yes. uh, Lord, a special touch for a special task to carry out the preaching of God's word. I pray that you would raise up men and women that uh, would see life change come forward Lord, even in the smallest congregation, Mm. and that bodies of believers would be built up. If they can't offer anything else, people would come to hear somebody Mm. that is excited to deliver the word of God in that context. I pray your grace would abound. I pray, Lord, as we deliver your word, that change would be brought forth and that people's lives would be Lord, the course of eternity would be changed through the ministry of your word. I bless these men and women today. I ask, Lord, that um, you raise up the next Dwight Moody and Charles Spurgeon mm-hmm. and John Lindell and David and Christ and, and Thomas Trask mm-hmm. from uh, the listeners that are out there. And, Lord, that uh, the men and women might be able to stand behind the word of God and they might declare, this is a word God's given me for this hour to this body of believers, wherever they're at, in all four corners of the globe, that there would be an anointing upon the ministry of your word. And I thank you, Lord. We don't have to rightly divide the the Sears and Roebuck catalog or some dead book. We get to preach your word to your mm. people in your house to see, Lord, their lives changed for your glory. And I pray the blessing of God upon these people watching this video, even this hour, in Jesus' mighty
0: and wonderful name, amen. 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 Thanks so much for watching. God bless all of you.